VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Here we go, Davey. Who they? 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 Who have a song <coughs> and welcome back to fuck you, fuck we, you. Like we like bangles. the bangles i am your host alec oh fuck me and welcome back to <laughs> fuck, fuck you, you. We, we like, like the bangles, bangles. <laughs> oh that was horrible <laughs> i'm your host alex schubert sitting on uh the other side of the zoom call is lloyd johnson so i am uh I am on the road this weekend, <coughs> Detroit, Michigan. I'll be at a, I'll plug it at the end of the sode. I am at the House of Comedy all this weekend, featuring for Josh Gondelman. Uh, I had to come up uh, a night early to get a set in. Um, so I'm, that's why I'm here, Lloyd. <coughs> in the city Beach. where all of fucking Kansas City hates right now. I know, dude. We are doing this Zoom call. <coughs> Literally minutes after the Detroit Lions just defeated <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so, uh, what was what was your post you just made? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have. Uh, oh yes, um, the Kansas City Chiefs now, as it stands, have the worst record <laughs> in the NFL. How so awesome fun. is that? That's fantastic. I know. Oh man. <laughs> But all that aside, <laughs> it has both been a while and not been a while. Yeah. Because, dude, like, so I will say this, listeners, it's been a minute since we've done an episode. We tried to plan episodes so much, but we just we just couldn't finalize everything. Uh, so we apologize for the lack of content. We're going to come at you with episodes. And also, this is kind of a last minute episode because... Also, I'm on the road. Lloyd's been busy with stuff. Uh, but Lloyd, grab your drink. Cheers to the camera. Cheers. Boom. Zoom hit. So, Lloyd, other than the Kansas City Chiefs being defeated, how the fuck are you? I am doing fantastic. That's fucking awesome, dude. What have you been up to? Uh... <sighs> Mostly just boring medical shit, so yeah. nothing too terribly entertaining. Uh, I'm up to reading that Joey B just got a five-year, $275 million goddamn contract with $219 million guaranteed. Yeah, two. Which I was actually just looking at. I was actually just looking at how that works out. That actually leaves them a lot of room in the upcoming years because so much is guaranteed. That they can sign other players with bigger contracts coming down and adjust their salary. No salary cap space. It's fucking awesome, dude. Um, 
we will get to that in a little bit. Um, I want to recap a couple things that happened in the summer because like it was, we were both kind of out doing shit. I had a couple really cool things happen. Uh, first happened last week. Um, I brought this up multiple times. This, you I brought touched a vagina. Socks. What's that? Did you touched a vagina? Okay, two cool things happened to me <laughs> over the summer. No, um, touched they a make vagina. quadruple X gloves. Uh, we're actually up to quintuple X now. It's pretty <laughs> wild. No, I uh, I touched a vajaj. But also, um, I brought up why your team sucks on this podcast multiple times. I uh, got published again this year. Uh, <laughs> I uh, so Big Daddy Drew, Drew McGarry. He um, so I wrote an e- I wrote him an email this year. One of the lines that I wrote in the article, he used it to lead off the fan comments. That's fantastic. Which was really cool. But he also used like the rest of my jokes in like a separate entry. But I was reading it and I noticed something. I was like, wait a minute. I wrote some of these jokes two years ago. But I found out that um, Drew had gone back and read my previous (laughs) submission. And like (sighs) included my previous jokes in this year's edition. Which blew my mind. It was so fucking cool. It's almost like you're like a, a professional comedian or something. Yeah, I know. Who knew? I have jokes. Uh, and I'm getting paid this weekend, which uh, we'll get to in a little bit. Dude, I, I have been on the road. Dude, I also, um, so yeah, shout out to Drew McGarry for being the fucking shit at that. I also wanted to tell this story because I, I kind of alluded to it at one point this summer. I did um, one of the coolest things that happened to me this summer. Um, I did a group of shows in May in Cleveland called Secret Society. Are you aware of those shows, Lloyd? I am. So I've told you this, one of my favorite bands from when I was in college um, was a metal band called Fiance. Yeah. Are you aware of them? I am. So their lead singer, Dennis. Dennis Tavertic is the guy's name. Uh, he That's really, how you know they're metal. Yeah, dude. The guy. Hey, really- Dennis, rip it harder. <laughs> um, so Dennis, the lead singer... He helps he uh, Dennis Tiberi. He's the man. They just released a new song like yesterday. Fucking, it's so good. But he uh, helps run a venue in Cleveland that one of the shows is run at. It's a place called Mahal's. And I went there during the day because I messaged him ahead of time because like, I've met him a couple times on the road. We follow each other on social media. And I messaged him like, hey, man, I'm going to be in Cleveland doing some shows. And he's like, fuck yeah, dude, just let me know when you're coming up. And I did. And I got to Mahal's like kind of during the day. And he was just like, his he helps like run. I forget what he does there. But he was just there on his computer and he recognized me from his concert in Indiana. He's like, you're those guys, you're the guy who stuck up those giant fucking hands at the show. (laughs) Oh, I, I did not miss those big hands jokes, Lloyd. Hey, I gotta. Yes. And we'll get to those a lot this year. I'm sure. Um, I cannot wait. Well, you can always make fun of my bird bones. (laughs) Oh, I will definitely do that. I need to get back at you for the big hands jokes. So 
I get to the bar. Dennis and I talk for a little bit. We're just talking about his new band, which is uh, his new band is called Night Rider. Definitely check them out. Um, but Dennis is also like, we talk for a while, and then Dennis is like, "Hey, do you want to drive? Make out? Oh. What's up? Do you want to make out? Like, oh, I was just guessing. We, what he was we did to say. do that as well. Okay. <clears throat> but Dennis is like, "Hey, do you want to hop in my car?" And we just like drove around Lakewood, the suburb of Cleveland that his venue is in. We drove around Lakewood. He like let me listen to like a bunch of unreleased tracks from his band's upcoming debut album. And I'm just like, college me would have been blown away by that. And current he was too. So you've met a lot of my friends. They're all musicians, artists, comics. Yes. That's that is the the move that most musicians I know do with like a hot chick to get them to like blow them at the end of the day. <laughs> so are you sure you were not being aggressively propositioned by a band member? Pretty sure. I hope. I mean, the guy's got a girlfriend. I met I met her. She's very, very nice. So do most of the people in Congress. <laughs> no, Dennis is cool. Yeah, uh, I I was only propositioned twice, turned him down both times. No, I can't. Dennis is Dennis is cool as shit. Yeah, I know. And he actually like he came to my show that night at Mahal's. Him yeah. and his girlfriend both went to the show. That's awesome. And he couldn't have been fucking cooler. Um. So yeah, that was a little bit of my summer. We'll recap some more of it. I'll recap my weekend in Detroit. But dude. We were talking about this kind of up top. Uh, Something cool happened. Three minutes um, before we started recording. Or three hours before we started recording. I mean, the Chiefs lost. Yes, fuck yeah, they have the worst record. (coughs) But also, Floyd, can you allude to what news broke before the game? So I got a text from a buddy of mine. Oh, we love texts from a buddy of ours. And it was about, if you want to check what time the story broke, it's probably about, say, 15, 20 minutes before I text you. Okay. And it said 5Y275M219M guarantee. Lloyd, what does that kind of imply? That means that my buddy Trey, who works doing rehab with a lot of the Bengals players and stuff. Apparently got it a little before the news broke. No shit. So I, I literally was like on Facebook watching shit post up after like, I got to know before you fuckers. <laughs> it was just a cool feeling for, you know, the five minutes before it started being posted or whatever. But that's so cool. Yeah. Five year, $275 million contract, 219 guaranteed. Joe Burrow. Is officially our quarterback for the next five or is and the five years highest paid player in NFL history. It's unbelievable. It's like the fucking saga is over. I'm tired of hearing about it. We're done. And also, Lloyd, can I get? I, I got this off my chest a little bit in Houday Nation today. Can I get this off my chest on the podcast? Go for it. Anyone who was begging for Burrow to take a team-friendly team deal can go fuck themselves. <clears throat> I get the sentiment, man. I get the sentiment. I think there's some people that are NFL fans who they tune in on Sunday, watch the game. You know, 
<clears throat> that's their that's their level of fandom. That's where they're at. They don't understand how a lot of the inner workings of the NFL are or how a lot of things go. Agree. Like a lot of people, you could tell that he took a $275 million deal, but it almost goes against his best interest to take that much guaranteed up front. Like, so it changes incentive things. It changes uh, <clears throat> how he can possibly restructure in the future if he needs to. There, there's a lot of things that go into that, that if you don't know how a lot of those deals work out, that let's say they bench him in two years that drastically changes the deal. Like there's all these different things that go into that, that people might not be aware of. So not understanding that <clears throat> taking the deal the way he did is kind of a, still a very team friendly deal. Like it would work out for him better to have full assurance that he plays all five years, starts all five years. You Never know, all, gets hurt, plays like, when so, I mean, like, say, no, go, go on, go on. So, let's say the, uh, the Bengals draft some random quarterback next year that turns out to be better. Yep. <clears throat> if they bench Burrow and he becomes a QB2, that changes the whole way the deal works. Okay. So that's, that's, that's just normal how all the deals are being done now. Like Herbert had to settle for that too. He fought against it. Lamar, that was the big standing uh, issue between him signing his. Do that? Uh, Mahomes did it off the rip anyway, which not to give that kid any positive shine, but like he got, he got it. Like <clears throat> if you're the face of the franchise, you're the one making the money. If you're making this, you know, blockbuster deal, whatever that, that's how it works. I mean, Mahomes is like he's not just the face of the franchise; he's probably the face of the NFL right now. Yeah, so I'm saying it, it would take a while for you to explain to somebody why him taking, even though he's still got a deal where he is the highest paid player in NFL history, how he did kind of still structure it in a way that's team friendly. Yes. Like his guarantee money so versus his incentive money versus – there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. But, like, <clears throat> Katie Blackburn's not stupid. Oh, yeah. Like they're like the Bengals. I was thinking about this on the way to Detroit. Like the Bengals front office is not going to like they're going to pay Burrow, but they also have in the back of their mind we want to keep T Higgins, we want to keep Jamar Chase, we even want to keep Tyler Boyd. We want to, I mean, we somehow want to keep Herb Smith. Not sold on him, but they know this. Like they're doing this strategically so they can keep these players, and I that's they're not like Katie Blackburn. <laughs> rips <clears throat> yeah she's not dumb and neither is duke tobin who's the head of player personnel so he sits in on all those he might be the smartest person in nfl employee right now i mean there's a reason that the patriots have tried to hire him literally every year they try to hire him and, and now there's no duke's, reason for the patriots well, to hire him because they're mid af well i'm just saying but like duke stays here because his wife's here she's set up here about yep. like they have kids whatever. here too yeah you have like three or four. Yeah, that, that's that's. But like, I, it, Duke Tobin could have made more money than he's made here at other places for sure. But my point being is, there's a lot of people who, yeah, you kind of got to let those little dumb comments of like, I wish you would take a team friendly deal. They're not going to see that he did kind of take a team friendly deal, but also like for his brand and for his what he's doing with his entire fucking life. Him being the highest paid player in the NFL, it means something to whatever happens to him from here on out. 
Yep. So if and he gets all- hurt, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, also, so when people hear team friendly deal, they think like, oh, like, oh, Burrow's going to take. When people hear team friendly deal, they hear pay cut. Yeah. Like, they don't want him to take $55 million guaranteed a year. They want him to take like, say, 25 to 30, 35, something like something in that ballpark. I, I I need to get this off my chest. A lot of people are convinced that Burrow is, I mean, he is at worst one of the top five quarterbacks on planet Earth. See, this is where I take offense. What's that? <laughs> this is where I would I would take exception. Okay. You gotta say at least top three. Okay. I mean name I'm two better. Top. I'll tell you what, name one better that's not Patrick Mahomes. If you say Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to fist fight you. Oh, no. I would not put Aaron Rodgers on that list. I would... The the one you could definitively make an argument for, I think his targets are not as good as Burroughs' Burroughs targets. But I would say our free meeting ends in 10 minutes, so we are going to um, be mindful of that. I would say Josh Allen... You can make an argument is better. All right. Well, what's his playoff record? What's up? What's his playoff record? Fuck. Um. You're you're right. Um. I mean, at worst, I mean, he like top three, maybe in top two quarterback on earth. So yeah. let me get back. Let me get back to what I was saying. I was making a point. If. We want to claim Burrow as that. If we want to be like, because there are people that think he's the best. Do I? Maybe after tonight, he could because Mahomes fucking lost. But if we want to treat Burrow and think of him and anoint him as like one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, we need to fucking pay him like it. Sure. But I mean, so when I say I think he's one of the top two, I say that with my own reservations of the fact that Kansas City's style of offense isn't something that a lot of defenses are prepared to deal with with someone like Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey is the arguably the greatest tight end of the 21st century. Yeah, you have to have like him, what him or Tony Gonzalez, like, and even Gonzalez's fucking uh, uh, offense wasn't wrapped around him being there for everything. I mean, t- with Tony Gonzalez, I think Tony Gonzalez played in an era where there were, I mean, granted, Kelsey had Tyreek Hill for a little bit, but Kelsey also had other targets around him as well. Like he had like Dwayne Bowe for a little bit. He had Dante Hall. What I'm saying is that tight ends are different now than they used to be. And okay. you have to have a really, you have to have a really, really special person at that spot. To change your offense around to where I mean, part of the thing that makes Mahomes look so good that he can dance around and blah 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 and get the ball out is that half the time Kelsey eventually gets open. Like I would make the argument that what made Purdy look so good was Kittle. Yep. So I, I, but I think defenses aren't ready to quite change to covering that altogether yet. So a lot of teams don't have a defensive player in place to cover a Kelsey or a Kittle. 
Like your dream tight end is the guy that's faster than every linebacker and stronger than every cornerback. But can run routes. I mean, it's, yes. it's route running, which, which to me is the biggest. <clears throat> like, I mean, there's a reason Trey Flowers could cover Kelsey and Kittle before we got rid of him, which was fucking stupid. Happens. I know, but <clears throat> when your biggest rival is the Chiefs, yeah, maybe Kelsey. maybe hold on to that guy for a minute. But well, you also play in a division with Mark Andrews, Pat Fryermouth, and David Njoku. <clears throat> yeah, which I mean, only those last no two really fucking matter. No slouches whatsoever. No. And really, only those last two matter. But yeah, um, we will get to Njoku in a little bit. But dude, Lloyd. Um, I am very happy that Burrow signed his extension. Um, <clears throat> well, like he outright said, it will happen before the first game. Yes, and and then when people it said literally like, happened three days before. Well, like remember when people were like, "Will it be a month before or a week before?" Or about, and he just kept saying, "It'll happen before the yeah. first game." I mean, Burrow I think this deal's probably said, been pitched and on the table and settled and cool. And then there may be like little nitpicky things. Like I know, like even the amount of seats he can reserve for a game, really, are in there. Oh, <clears throat> so I think it was all just like little pit pat dumb shit like that. I think the deal and in, in, in its essence has been set for quite a while. Okay, but yeah, they're not gonna they're gonna wait till everyone else has their deals on. They're gonna wait till. Yeah, I mean, even the point of like what his ins- like his health insurance and coverage and shit, it, it changes when he signs that deal. Yep. So it might have actually been easier on him and his family to wait till a couple days before the game and be like, hey, no one gets to go to the hospital this week. <laughs> but again, like I said, I'm just fucking happy the saga's over. We got to sign T. Higgins too. Next year, we got to worry about Jamar Chase's contract. Which, if you look at all the receivers that have come in and the fact that that, that market has not climbed the same way, I don't I don't think it's as scary of a thing as it was even a season ago. Dude, I was fucking worried about Logan Wilson. I wasn't. He said he was happy to take a deal, whatever kept him under Zach Taylor. Yep. He said that he knows the Bengals will give him a fair deal. He, I mean, he took less than two linebackers who were ranked under him in the PFF rankings. Wasn't it like uh, it was uh, 54? Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson made uh, less money combined than was it like Roquan Smith or something? Yeah, yeah. That fucking rules. And <clears throat> Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson are awesome. <clears throat> yeah, without question. But also, like I, like I said, I think that's where your team-friendly deals come. They yep. don't come at quarterback. They don't come at, <clears throat> you know, WR1. They don't come at cornerback. They come with your linebackers, your running backs, your – I mean, the way team-friendly back, deals matter. Like the way your running back uh, – like the way the running back market has changed, especially over the offseason where, like, Player like Jonathan Taylor spent the entire offseason basically wanting money to buy Twitter. 
Yeah. And, I mean, the guy's a stud when he's healthy. <clears throat> sure, but also, none of these people are dumb. They didn't get their jobs by not knowing what the fuck they're doing. There's a reason that Jamal Williams didn't get re-signed to the fucking Lions. He threw a fit, made it public, had a big deal, and everybody's like, we can't. No one can no one can justify doing this with a running back right now. Like if you take a longer deal for less money, sure. But he wouldn't. And where's he at right now? New Orleans. Fucking backing up right. Camara. Right now where he wants to fucking be. Yeah. Who knows? Uh Lloyd, we are going to uh pause this uh, Zoom recording here. Uh, what do you want to go over the rest of the roster and then the roast jokes? And then we How do you want to do it, baby? Uh, let's call it a night after that. But Lloyd, uh, we'll be right back uh, with more fuck you. you like the Bengals. Lloyd, I'll send the Zoom link to you. Okay. Welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. Alex Sherwood here with Lloyd Johnson, our co- my co-host. Um, it could be our co-host. Uh, what's up? So it could be our co-host. It's our co-host. It's America's co-host. This is everyone's. Very least Cincinnati's co-host. This is Even, Cincinnati's podcast. This is Cincinnati's podcast. Like we said, a little haphazardly recorded. Daddy's on the road this weekend. Um, we're going to be much <laughs> more prepared coming into the season. Dude, I'm very excited for this season. I we're am too. We're going to have a lot of guests. Yeah, and as long as uh, Alex isn't super lazy, we're going to have video. Once I get some tech videos, once I get some text issues, uh, tech issues fixed out. Yes, we will. Because um, we're going to be working <clears> with um, friend of the pod, Josh Isles. I think we're going to be having uh, some stuff on his... Uh, WDN Today YouTube channel. Because um, uh, we have another uh, couple friends of ours. I don't know if you know. Uh, friends of the pod. They also help run Houdin Nation with me. They are Sam Gormley and Mick Nelson. Bunch of what, dorks. The what? What? Uh, Sam Gormley and Mick Nelson. They have a, they have a new podcast called Jungle Juice. Um, it is... Uh, I listened to an episode. I haven't really been able to check out the other ones yet. But dude... We're so stoked for them. Do you, dude? Do you want to preview the rest of the uh, the fifty three man roster? <clears throat> go for it. Let's go. All right, quarterbacks. Um, the two hundred and seventy five million dollar man. But enough about Jake Browning. And <clears throat> boy, do you should've, are you going to be tired been Simeon. of the what? Should have been Simeon. You sh- you think it should have been Trevor Simeon? Yeah, I think so. Again, I don't think the quarterback, the backup quarterback situation is as dire as people think it is because it's like it's Burrow, Jake Browning, and then Will Greer on the practice squad. People are happy that Will Greer is here mainly because we haven't seen <clears throat> him suck yet. Oh, you mean the guy who, who showed up and was absolute ass cheeks everywhere? Uh, it's Yeah, he's, he's fine. So Will Greer was like supposed to be like a really high draft pick and then like and then yeah, football people looked at him and went, no. That was mediocre. That's because he, yeah, his agent probably knew that same thing that most people did. If real football people watch this film, they're going to be like, mm, maybe. That's why he's a third stringer. He's on the practice squad. Yeah. 
Um, I think, I think uh, Simeon showed a lot more than Browning did as far as what he was playing yeah. against, but Simeon's also 47 years old or whatever, so. Well, Simeon also is, I mean, like you kind of alluded to, like Trevor Simeon's like that that veteran presence. He has starter experience. He's bounced around the league a little bit. Wasn't he on the team that went to the Super Bowl? Yes, he was. See, I remember some shit. Yeah. Um, running backs. We have uh, Mixon, Travion Williams, Chris Evans, and Chase Brown, the rookie from Illinois. <clears throat> Honestly, I think they get uh... – Bump Evan Downs to practice squad and put another person in the secondary as far as the active, as far as the active roster. Sorry. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if that does happen because the secondary has been, we'll get to them in a little bit, but they've been, they have been kind of banged up. Like Trudeau Awuzie is coming back from injury. Yeah, he's starting. Basically they lost a cornerback that they had to move to safety because Dax Hill was a cornerback last year. They had to move him to safety back to his natural position. Well, I think throughout the year, the, the once they figure out who can fill that other spot, he'll probably go back to that hybrid position. Yeah. Uh, or as a lot of other teams now call, like, the Zimmer safety. Oh, I haven't heard that before. Um, Let's see. Dude, receivers are fucking stacked. We have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Trent Nerwin, Charlie Jones, and Andre Yoshivas. Yes. Uh, Holy dick. Yeah, I think uh, Jones was... I think he showed up so well in uh, uh, camp that they didn't use him nearly as much in preseason. Well, so I, I joked a lot that the that Bengals fans think of Charlie Jones as the next Cooper Cup simply because he is a wide receiver who is white. So why not Trent Irwin? I think it's because Charlie Jones kind of operates out of the slot. Yeah, I know. I'm just being a... Yeah, you're just being difficult. <clears throat> yeah, but no, I think uh, I think Chuck Sizzle is is better than what most fans think he is right now. And dude, I am pumped about Yoshivas because... <clears throat> like going into the draft, I saw Andre Yoshivas on so many sleeper lists. I think he's good. I think that the fact that he showed up in preseason the way he did makes him a fan base favorite. Yeah. The way that if Chuck Sizzle had got to play, he probably would have been. Yeah. Like he didn't get to play as much because in camp, everyone was like, yeah, he's making the fucking roster. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. a fourth round pick. Also, shout out to friend. I mean, we say friend of the pot a lot, but uh, he was uh, he's in Houdin Nation. I've, I think I met him once. The friend of the pod, Phil Amrine, uh, was at the NFL draft. He got to announce Charlie Jones as the pick. Yeah, I saw that. And fucking flipped a coin to say fuck you to the NFL. Love it. Um, yeah, the receivers, I mean, it's the best core in the NFL. <clears throat> and I do not believe I'm biased when I'm saying that. Also, I'd like to address another thing I saw in like the Houdé Nation, which I really one. Let me start with this. Okay. If you refer to the Steelers as Squealers, the Bengals as the Bungles, the Ravens as the Shitbird, the Rapbirds, Rapper, don't you're not my friend. I don't want to know you. I, we don't have to be friends anymore. I don't. 
want to talk to you ever again. That's the corniest. It's hack shit that's happened since the fucking Ravens became a team. I'm, it's I'm a done. lot like, and I hate to be, I hate to get political here. It's a lot like when people say like Republicans or libtards or yeah, yeah, just dumb. Like shit I, like I feel that. like a lot of the people who st- still use like squealers or bungles, they're they're the same ones who still say locker locker up. Like they're still still worried about emails from. I'm I'm just I'm over the fucking hack ass names, guys. Uh, it's, it's, it is what it is. All right, but also just to address something else, <clears throat> a bunch of people were calling Miles Murphy a fucking bus. I don't get it at all. But also, like you realize he wasn't playing. He wasn't. They weren't sending him in in the preseason the way they were. They were the rest of the guys on the outside from the other side of the ball when he was playing, they know what he can do. They've seen him play. They, they worked with him all through camp. It was, it wasn't that he can't do anything. And there's also what? like, there's also not really a spot for him. Cause like he was miles Murphy's an edge rusher. There's not really a spot for him on the line. Cause you got fucking Hendrickson on one side, Hubbard on the other. And also it wasn't a bad draft pick because the Bengals were fucking 29th in the NFL in sacks last year. Yeah. So that's what I, I'm just saying. Like, so many people were like, oh, we expect him to get fucking 30 sacks in the preseason. It's like, calm down. Sacks. I'm going to guess. Also- I'm going to guess that, that the coaches and staff of the Bengals probably know what they're doing. They, they do. I mean, they've been to two straight AFC championship games. Yeah. They clearly know what they're doing. So if they weren't sending him on all out fucking, you know, when they're ha- testing his more like contain. Testing the other skills that an edge rusher needs. That probably they had a reason for testing that and seeing what they saw in footage. And you know what? He still made the fucking roster. So calm down, guys. And also, they're not going to cut a first round pick after one preseason. I bet you anything Duke Tobin would. Who knows? But um, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, tight ends. This is probably the iffiest spot on the roster. Uh, we have Herb Smith Jr., Drew Sample, and Mitchell Wilcox. All right, so uh, I can't remember the kid's name now that I was trying to remember before we started recording, but the tight end that caught a few balls in preseason games. Asiasi? <clears throat> no. Um, damn it. I told myself I wouldn't forget this, and I've already forgotten this. Uh, he was on the roster for uh, – God damn it. It's I don't okay. know a better way to say this. He's got a very white boy name. It's like Tyler or something. Tyler Mimosa? No. <laughs> but whatever. The guy that everyone loved in the preseason. <clears throat> Odds are he'll be on the practice squad. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, we'll find his name uh, for a future epi. Yeah, Dude. yeah. So, kid did. He did great. But uh, I get why they kept someone like Mitchell Wilcox, who's much more of a blocking NFL experience, and Drew Sample, blocking tight end. <clears throat> also, a, a tight end who can catch. He just hasn't had the opportunity to do that often. I get why they kept Drew Sample. I've I've championed the the cause of Drew Sample for a while. Like having blade tight end, I get what's expected out of a tight end. <clears throat> I think he's better than most people think. This guy I want to talk about because Bengals fans are hyped on him. I 
urge everyone to approach him with caution. Can we talk about Irv Smith, please? Yeah. Where do you stand? I think... I think he's a very uh, low-risk, high-reward signing. That, is, I think, is the most appropriate way to look at it. So, like, what he's shown in games is he can do everything you want a tight end to do. He's gotten hurt a few times. You have some players... I'm just saying, some some players are just injury prone. Yep. Some players just have the bad luck of getting injured a couple of times. Yeah. So I get what the Bengals staff was doing with Herb Smith Jr. Is the upside is huge. The downside is you go back to when old fucking you go back to old having ginger. a true sample as a tight end. <clears throat> or you know, I mean, even like you know, Hurst, as much as everyone loved him. He still technically was as injury prone as Irv Smith. Yeah, but Ur- well, I think Hurst's deal, and I, I I'm biased because he's my boy. I think what I saw with Hurst was he was behind a lot of tight ends that were better than him. Like he was drafted <clears throat> to the Ravens same year as uh, Mark Andrews was drafted to them. Yeah, he went to Atlanta, started for a year, was all right, but then they fucking drafted Kyle Pitts right away. So you're playing <clears throat> Pitts over Hayden Hurst a hundred times out of ten. Yeah. Um, so my point is, as much as you could say that Irv Smith is injury prone, if you look at Hayden Hurst's whole career, he's only started like what two more games. Um, I I mean I haven't looked it up. Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not a lot. Um, so as much as everyone loved Hurst, I think this is the same kind of potential, the same kind of. Ability than someone who also has been injured a couple times. Yes. Let's just say he goes through this whole year without injury and he plays up to the potential that we've seen college and early NFL. It's a fucking fantastic signing. Everyone looks like geniuses. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Offensive line. So we're starting with the starters. Obviously, you got new signing Orlando Brown. Left guard Cordell Volson, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Jonah Williams. Yeah, I think this is probably the strongest line we've been start we've started with. And I think the eight, key to the line, years. the key to the line, and a lot of Bengals fans don't like him. I think he is better than people give him credit <sighs> for. The key to the line is Jonah Williams adjusting to the right side of the line, because adjusting <clears throat> from being a left tackle to a right tackle is no easy task. All right, do you hear what? Uh, uh, well, let's say, let's say, who's the best tackle in Bengals history? Anthony Munoz. All right, did you hear what he had to say about Jonah switching sides? What did he say? He said, "I've never been so impressed with someone asked to change position on the line as I have with Jonah changing to right tackle." That's, dude. That's, I mean, <clears throat> provided the line stays healthy, because the line's been the one of the biggest problems. Well, uh, the know, line's been the biggest problem over the last five years. Well, you know, with, at least with Orlando, Volson, and Karras, they'll play with a broken spine. Yes. And still play up to par. So I'm not terribly concerned. You just have I to. Think I, have, I, have, I think I have less questions about this offensive line than I have any of the ones in the past, probably 
six to eight years. Provided it stays healthy, of course, because you have behind them, you have players such as Cody Ford, Max Sharping. Uh, Sharping's a, a good player. I don't like, I don't mind Sharping at all. Kirkland's a good player, too. Who is? Uh, what's his name? Kirkland? Kirk. Uh, 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 free agent we picked up. Cody Ford? No, he's, uh, I think he ended up on the practice squad, but he's, uh, Kirkland, I, I want to say Kirkland, but I might be I'm wrong. not sure. Uh, but looks like Trey Hill, Deontay Smith, and <coughs> Jackson, who shall not be Carmen. Um, also, but not, let's not forget Trey Hill. Like Trey Hill, of course, was ranked as above, I don't know what, uh, 26 other fucking centers for the games he started. Dude, he's very solid. I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, defensive line. Uh, I mean, you obviously want more sacks because sacks, I think sacks is like, it's, they're great, they're glamorous, but they're also, I think people mistake sacks. They think sacks are the only way to measure a defensive lineman's performance. Yeah. yeah. Which you got to account for like tackles for loss. You got to tackle, like, account for like, oh, we actually tackle players like three yards. Sacks are not, I mean, they're the most glamorous stat. That's what makes you the money. It's a fan's love more than anything on defense besides <clears throat> like a tackling perspective. I mean, 29th and sacks is not great. No, it's not. But also, <clears throat> I think I saw something that we were, what, 18th and tackles for loss? Not bad at all. All the same to me. Um, so going over um, the defense, <clears throat> we have DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, DJ Hill. What a trade, by the way. Yeah, fucking how good is that kid? Nailed it. Uh, Sam Hubbard, Josh Tupo, Cam Sample, Joseph Osai, Jay Tufele, Zach Carter, and the rookie, Miles Murphy Lloyd. Where do you stand? I stand that that might be one of the best lineups in the NFL, if not the best. <laughs> We have teams Ooh, offering Eagles, trade. They, I mean, the Eagles have a disgusting. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, they do. That's fair. I meant depth wise. Yes. I meant if you had Deep like, shit. if you hear, you know, Hendrickson's out. That sucks. You could easily put Cam Sample in. Right. Cam's played up to par. Cam's Miles Murphy very is solid bang. a monster. To to Fele has played. That's what I'm saying as far as like across the line. If you went like depth, top to bottom, because the Eagles they lose like two guys and eh. I mean, I mean, minus that one thing last year in the AFC Championship game, Joseph Osai's been pretty fucking solid. Pretty solid. We got like four trade offers for him this year. I'm very stoked about it. Yeah, uh, linebackers. Jermaine Pratt, Joe Bacci, Marcus Bailey, Akeem Davis-Gaither, and the recently extended Logan Wilson. Again, all people that any team would like to have. We have, you know, what, four out of five of those guys are starters right now. And also, Marcus Bailey, what a fucking draft pick. He was a seventh-round pick. Right, and I'm considering him. He it could potentially be one of the starters that I'm saying. Like, I think a Marcus lot of teams- Bailey. I remember correctly, Marcus Bailey was supposed to be like, what, a second or third round pick, but he had like injury trouble when he went to Purdue. Yeah. He got pushed down just on 
that same dumb shit you hear every year of like, oh, he had turf toe for three games, so now he's nobody. Like it's such bullshit. Yeah. Um, defensive backs. I'm looking forward to this group. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of unreal potential in here to be a very solid. Hopefully, we don't miss Jesse Bates and Von Bell too much, because in this group we have Chudobi Wuze, Mike Hilton, Nick Scott, Jalen Davis, Tyson Anderson, Dax Hill, Cam Taylor, Britt, Jordan Battle, DJ Turner, and DJ Ivy Lloyd. How do you feel? I feel like Ivy could be a starter. Like I legit seventh round pick. Yeah, but I mean, I with the play I saw in preseason, I think there's teams who he would be in the role for a if not one spot, a two spot for sure. Also, you know who else impressed me this preseason out of that group? Motherfucking Tyson Anderson. Yeah, he played fucking amazing. Yeah, he was. I mean. You got yeah, Jalen Davis. Jalen Davis, what had fucking? Uh, I can't remember which game it was, and he had like six tackles in a row. Um, like he's no, he's not no, not the bad eyelash either. Yeah, I think Anderson was a fucking beast. But I mean, and fucking Shadobi Awuzie, the fucking star of the yeah. fucking secondary, coming back from an injury, playing first game. Uh, Mike Hilton coming, gonna, gonna come back in the slot. Cam Taylor Britt was very good last year. Uh, he was also recorded in preseason as his side-to-side coverage was number one. Um, I'm also really, really looking forward to more than anything. I'm really excited to see Dax Hill back in his natural position. I agree. Safety. I agree. Because, like, he was forced to play, like, a lot of, like, nickel corner and all that shit. And, like, that's not what he does. He's a fucking safety. And now that no. Bates and Bell are gone – Move him back. Let him yeah. play his natural position. I agree. I think he'll be used as safety a lot, but I think also like heavy packages and, and some of the third down stuff that uh, that they might use him a little more for that hybrid. Like I said, that Zimmer, Zimmer back kind of. But yeah, I'm mean, very excited to see him move to safety. And what about Scott? Because I admittedly have not seen too much of Scott. Where do you stand on Nick Scott? So when they got him, I went and looked up like highlight reels, which <clears throat> you can only find out so much from highlight reels. Especially for safeties. Yeah, but <clears throat> I know that uh, like PFF ranked him as one of the best pickups of the offseason. Dude, I'm very much here for it. And I can't, I'm like I said, haven't seen him much. I can't wait to see him week one. Um, And finally, obviously your special teamers, you got Evan McPherson, Cal Adamitis, and Brad Robbins. That's solid, dude. Yeah, I can't complain. So I uh, I talked to a friend of the pod, Cy Amundsen, about this all the time because he thinks he thinks the Bengals are like a perennial regression candidate a lot. He's like, other teams are improving. I'm like, the Bengals don't really have a ton to improve on. They don't they don't have a ton they need to improve on. <clears throat> He's a Vikings fan. That's He's got he's got you know cousins hangover. Yeah, I mean Justin Jefferson's a fucking god though. So yeah, of course, know. but um, and Brad Robbins, dude, he apparently and I haven't like I said I haven't seen too much of him, but from what I've read, he launches some motherfuckers. 
So that was another one that uh, my buddy Trey worked with in the offseason. And he said Hold he's he said he's uh, he's worked with the past like six punters, up to Huber and all of the ones that have been up against like him. Said, yeah, he said that he gets he he gets why they kept him over Christmas. Like I would watch Chrisman in warmups, and I know it's warmups, but <clears throat> I would watch Chrisman shank the shit out of some punts. Well, uh, apparently Robinson's like his control is the thing that everyone's like jealous of. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah, dude, I'm here for. It. But you know um, who I don't love, Lloyd? The fucking Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Cleveland Browns. Um. So like Dwarf. I said, things have been busy. This will improve in the season, um, but I did not have too many jokes this week. Um, and also, we've roasted them. If you want to go back and read some of the better jokes we've written about the Browns, go listen to this. Yeah, we do this twice a year, every yes, year. Yes, we do. And we're going to do it once more this year. Thankfully, it's week 18, so ha, 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 we got some time. Yeah. Lloyd, you, you know what they look like? We've seen them before. Yeah. We're going to start with Brownie the Elf, Lloyd. What do you got? Uh, you cannot convince me that this is not Jackson Mahomes jerking off in an orange uniform. God. Also, same hair, same face. I remember. So I just want to throw this out there. When we wrote, when we first, I think one of the first times we wrote to the Chiefs, I told you to look into Jackson Mahomes. Yes. And you said you didn't have much time to. And I remember <clears throat> the reaction was direct quote. But wow. Yeah. And he, the crazy part was he got worse. Substantially every time. It's, it's. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll get to him when the Bengals play the Chiefs this year. Yeah. Um, Brownie the Elf looking like a Keebler Elf makes sense because, like Deshaun Watson's masseuse, they've both been filmed numerous times while being inside a tiny hole. <laughs> a lot of these are Alex jokes. I like it. Yes. Uh, this is what I've been owner... missing. What's up? So this is what I've been missing. Oh yeah. Have you though? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the owner Jimmy Haslam Lloyd. <clears throat> Jimmy Haslam is what you get when you uh, make Steve Car- Steve Carell out of hot dog skin and fake spider webs. <laughs> Dude, I keep I always forget that Steve Carell is a fucking gray head now. <coughs> yep. Uh this is a fucking reach. Um Jimmy Haslam began making his fortune after purchasing a gas station, which makes his purchase of the ground of the Browns great, considering he has experience with biz- with his businesses having shit all over the place. Reach. Yeah. You know what? They can't all be winners. I just you, like the yeah, Cleveland Browns schedule. Yeah. That's okay. The GM, Andrew Barry, <clears throat> Lloyd, make fun of his mouth. I said he looks like if Damon Waynes was playing Eddie Murphy and Bowfinger. Yeah. Um, okay, before I go any further, I would like to remind everyone here that this is a comedy podcast. Nothing we say here is serious. Are we cool, Lloyd? Yep. 
Andrew Mer- Andrew Barry's mouth is so big. I almost mistook him for one of Deshaun Watson's masseuses. <laughs> I think there were more hands than mouth, but all right. Well, I, I, I mean, I mean, saying that the masseuses spoke up. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Oh, no, I like it better that way. All right. Comedy podcast. Comedy like podcast. It. Don't cancel us. Um, coaching. Kevin Stefanski. What do you have about George Gloomy? <laughs> Little known fact, each roofie contains exactly one drop of Kevin Stefanski's blood. <laughs> yep. And his teams uh, lose control uh, in the same way that his... Uh, I fucking lost it. I saw where you're going. I appreciate it. Yep. Quarterback. Uh, do I even have to say his name? Uh, I mean, no one else is gonna... All right, what do you have about old Deshaun Watson? So Deshaun Watson looks like Handjob the Elf. <laughs> oh, boy, that fucking ripped. Uh, Deshaun Watson spent last year playing like a masseuse still had a finger in his ass. <laughs> That's all I got. We'll expand you, on it later. Yeah, did you get QB2? I didn't, but... Okay, so- Dorian, do you, Tom, have DTR? do you have DTR? Like a picture of him pulled up from like the Browns website? Um, I can look it up here real quick. Do it because it works really well. If you pick, if you get the picture of him on the Browns website, like on their depth chart. All right, got it. What do you got, Lloyd? <clears throat> so DTR looks like she Higgins. <laughs> he does. Uh, we have 10 minutes on this Zoom call. So let's move on to running back Nick Chubb. Lloyd, we have on Nick Chubb. <clears throat> Nick Chubb looks like his face has always just got done reading whatever it is Kanye just did. <laughs> I, I didn't. I hope I didn't wake up Sam Rager, who I'm, who's <laughs> I'm saying at this weekend. Uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb sounds like what Deshaun Watson tells masseuses to do during every massage. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Um, you have Jerome Ford? Yeah, I said uh, Jerome Ford. Mm, too bad he runs like a Kia. <laughs> Don't say that about the former Bearcat. Uh. Yeah, it's okay. But let's move on to those receivers. Amari Cooper. <laughs> he looks like Carlton Stanks. <laughs> Yes, he does. Uh, my joke is no better, I promise you. What do Amari's face and Amari's scouting report card have in common? What's that? They both look like they've been covered in bees. <laughs> that's amusing. The what? I said that's amusing. I like it. That's a very me joke. Yes. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. He looks like Kendrick Huntley. (laughs) And that's a better joke than most people are going to give it credit for. That's all right. Um, Kendrick Kendrick Huntley. I don't have anything on the the upcoming guy, but um, Elijah Moore, the former Jet, Lloyd, 
What you got? <clears throat> With rally flags, God will rise, a dollar sign, and Roman wreaths. Seems like he should have told his neck tattoo guy, Elijah Less. <laughs> oh, is that your Alex joke of the week? Yeah, it's, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. But Lloyd, I will say, although we were a bit malprepared, I think we got him pretty good. Yeah. Well, I also have a uh, David and Joko. David yeah. and Joku? Yes. Lloyd, what do you got? Born September 7th, 1967, is an American stand up comedian and actor. Was cast as a member and writer for the NBC sketch comedy series and is currently the host of the ABC game show Supermarket Sweep. Sweep. <clears throat> Played uh, Patty Tolan in the 2016 remake of Ghostbusters. Oh, wait, that's Leslie Jones. Perfect. Dude. All right. So now, <clears throat> Lloyd. I think we got him pretty good. I think we did too. So, predictions and bullshit. I am going to be <clears throat> for a second. All right. The Bengals are favored. Uh-huh. I am going to predict they win. I'm going to say the final score 23 20. I also, however, believe there's a very real chance they lose. I'm going to say Bengals 27-17. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm going to say the defense shows out. Dude, I'm right there with you. Dude, my player of the <coughs> game... Uh, I'm going to say my player of the game is going to be Daxton Hill. He's going to have 53 tackles, three interceptions... Two of which are returned to the house. All right. My player of the game. Two bathroom All right. breaks. All right. Player of the game, uh, Connor McLegger. Oh, we haven't said that nickname in a while. I'm going to say he kicks. Uh, he's going to he's going to kick two record setting field goals that count okay. as that count as touchdowns because everyone's so impressed. Dude, we're we're making new football rules here. See. What's your bold prediction? All my bold prediction. It's a bark in the park game. <sighs> they will allow actual dogs in the dog pound. You are <clears throat> here first. My bold prediction is that T. Higgins does so well that they allow him to play on both sides of the ball. Oh. And any pass you? he catches and returns, or any pass he catches on defense and and Runs back, those yards count. Oh, man, dude. You are a fucking revolutionary with your predictions. Hey, I'm trying to make this shit new. Dude, I'm all the way here for it. Uh, We have about a little under five minutes left. So, Lloyd, you have any plugs? Yeah. uh, Pie and Violence Presents. uh, Comedy Nerds Comedy Podcast. A lot of good comedians on that show. Uh, I think... You're you're one of them, I believe, right? I got the DJ a wedding that night. Are you about to bail on me right now, live on the podcast? I have to DJ a wedding that <sighs> night. I'm sorry. I was so <sighs> anyway, scared. it's September fifteenth at the Chameleon. Uh, yeah, stop by. Even though Alex won't fucking apparently be there. I I dude. Other than that, follow uh, I am so follow, mad. 
follow Pine Violence uh, on Instagram and uh, also friend of the pod, as your friend fond of saying, Cy Amundsen will be headlining that one. So, dude, Cy, I also want to say this. I wanted to say this. I owe Cy an incredible debt of gratitude. He's been over the last year and a half, like he's moved to Cincinnati, he's been on fucking real to me. I agree. He's helped me out. He helped me get started in therapy, which I'll talk about maybe on a future sode. <coughs> Dude, well, he put up with me a lot. Go ahead and uh, come up the rest of your shows that you're not going to quit for a DJing gig. He knows that I'm what? I said, go ahead and promote the rest of your shows that you're not quitting for a DJing gig. Sorry, Lloyd. Um, so I will say this. Um, this weekend, September 8th and 9th, I will be featuring for Josh Gondelman at the Detroit House of Comedy. That is uh, today when the episode comes out. Thank you, Lloyd. Silent clap, clap, clap. And tomorrow night, that'll be uh, September 9th. Um, I, Lloyd, I would love to do another Pie and Violence show with you guys. Of course. Dude, I love you guys dearly. I, I, saw, I was like, I saw that schedule conflict. I was like, oh, fuck. I know you, but you know I I am I am contractually obligated to bust your balls about something like yes, that. Yes, you are. So. Um, let me think of what else. I'm think I'm doing. I'm tentatively doing a tentatively doing a don't tell comedy, um, in Kentucky, pretty soon. Uh, October first, I'll be at the Commonwealth Sanctuary. Uh, just doing their mic, just going over some new shit. <clears throat> October thirteenth, you'll be at Chameleon for a. The next Pie and Violent show, though, right? Like, you'll be there, at least, if nothing else, to hug me. I will be Mine and Breezy's birthday weekend. Yes. I Dude, count me in, because I'm actually out from Milano's that weekend. That works. Oh, I didn't say you're going to be on the show. I just said you're going to be there. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) No, I'll be there. Um, And I'm going on the road for a full week in November. Dude, I'm fucking stoked about this. I'm going to say my dates right now. November 12th, Hoppy Wobbles Pub in Bloomington, Indiana. November 13th. 14th and 15th, I'll be in Chicago. Uh, Butch McGuire's on that Monday. Best night ever at the Lincoln Lodge that Tuesday. TBD Wednesday, we'll get a show. Is VA yeah. on the show that week? What's that? Are you putting VA on the show that week? Oh, no, that's podcast. No, I'm saying our podcast. Oh, I could. I very get much better. Could. Yep. Uh, former host, actually. Uh, <clears throat> November 16th, I'll be at Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis. And then to cap it off, actually, well, two shows to cap it off. Uh, March 17th and 18th, I will be featuring for Steve Vanderplug at the Comedy Corner Underground in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And then I'll be driving home that day, November 19th. I'll be doing the Sunday show at Black Circle Brewing in Indianapolis, Indiana. All that said, Alex Lloyd, Price. Yeah. Lloyd. Alex. I think we have one thing left to say. Fuck you, Cleveland Cleveland Browns. Browns. We We like the the Bengals. Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We We like like the Bengals. Bengals.